0: Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. Hello and welcome to our series on radical self-care. You're listening to the third of five topics. This series is meant to help you refocus on your own self-care at work. Today we'll be discussing work burnout. Joining us is Amal we will help us explore each of these topics in this series. Hi Amal and welcome.
1: Hi Dan. Glad to be here as always. I love this topic not because it's pretty much what everyone suffer from burnout at one point or another whether mentally physically at, in the workplace or on um or uh, on a personal level recently i've been seeing this happen more and more with the fact that I know the pandemic had some people transition to working from home for a couple of years, and now people are returning and, and, and doing either a mix of hybrid or they return full on five days a week in the workplace which involve the commuting and the waking up early and the stress about balancing your personal life with your professional life, especially when you have children in the mix. You are driving them to school, picking them up, trying to align your schedule, your meetings with, with the schedule of your kid, you know, pick, the picking up and drop off, who's doing the drop off, who's doing the pickup. Sometimes one parent has to carry it all um due to let's say another parent is working at a distance that is not able to to do those um to take to take the load and and become uh half half and um it's certainly the, when you carry on like this over time it really does bring on the burnout and the burnout creates it 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 you don't necessarily have to see someone physically and you kind of you see that they are burnt out. But at least from at one point, I suffered from a mental burnout, the exhausted brain of you doing so many things, taking on so many things. And then all you do is just you're, you're running and you're doing, you, you're stepping into that rat race that doesn't end. And you continue the cycle, just keep continue. And then what makes it even a, a lot harder when we when we talk specifically in, on here in the workplace, because in the home on a personal level to some degree actually you do not to even some degree yes there are obligations but there is a degree of uh, a control that you can take on the personal side aspect of your life. But when we look at a professional uh, life and at that front, there is some things that are not in your control that are demands there are people who uh, demanding so much of your time having you work in projects in unreasonable hours um, deadlines and turnaround are you don't have a a long enough runway to turn things around and you are pressured and pressured to produce to perform at the highest level you can possibly can and if you don't do it there are implications that in the workplace. And so it is true that long hours can backfire. Research shows that stress and exhaustion cause a a a decrease in efficiency and increase in mistakes, meaning that productivity of people working 60 hours a week can be less than two-thirds that of those working 40 hours a week. But this is not the case for everyone. Burnout as a as a survey of 7,500 full-time employees by Gallup found this is not a personal problem but one leader must address by considering the environment they create. Because you know, sometimes in the workplace people companies or you know, leaders say oh, this seems to be more of a personal problem. You have a trouble with uh, time management, or you have you don't seem to be managing your time. Not really. It's not always a personal problem because if it is a personal problem, the individual can take control of that and have control of it. But it's how the leader carry and how they create an environment in the workplace. So when you work for for a leader that actually emails you and send you requests on the weekend. Which is your time off with your family and your time to recharge? That is not a personal problem. That is a leader creating that problem, that environment. When you are being emailed after hours, and sure enough, if you're not saving life and you don't work for an envi- in an industry like doctors and nurses and whatnot, or firefighters, if you don't work in an industry that saves life, you are emailing these people your employees after hours at nine o'clock that's after hours at eight o'clock seven o'clock still after hours unless something is burning and you need to save somebody why are you doing it because the work is still stays the next day and the person will still respond the next day nothing urgent that that's saving the world or someone's life that can wait Till the next morning, where then your your employee can respond when they are fully awake, recharge, and starting a new day. So, according to Gallup survey, the top five reasons for burnouts are unfair treatment at work, and manageable workload, lack of role clarity, lack of communication and support from their manager unreasonable time pressure. And I could tell you, I've seen all those fives. I was, I also experience all those five at one point or another. I also have colleagues, I've spoken to people, I've coached people, I have clients who come to me struggling with one or two of these, or sometimes all of them, to try to work how we towards how we set boundaries and how we change that for uh, uh, for for them so they are not con- content constantly living into that vicious cycle of a burnout if you built so wh- what we disc- what what i discover from some research d- i've done on my own um to try to understand this what helps people um create those boundaries and live a, a, a more a more fulsome, wholesome kind of uh, liveness, um, less uh, hectic life when it comes to burnout, that apparently there are research shows that there are five factors that, y- that you can build into your life so you don't feel burnout or manage or reduce uh, the level of burnout. So the first one is purpose alignment. And alignment of purpose with personal values has a strong links to improving satisfaction with life. Because in reality, is when you do something that you really love, no matter what it is, you actually beca- you have passion for it, you love it, it fills your cup. It doesn't burn out. It doesn't burn you out. It doesn't zap your energy. It gives you, it fuels your energy. Not only does a sense of purpose and meaning... in in our work, enhance our well-being and help us to bounce back faster. But it is also often the difference between the energized 80 hours a a week work and depleted 40 hours week ones, exactly like I I, I mentioned. A, A translation to that is that, when you're doing something that you love and it's your passion and it kind of tap into things like creativity and stuff you know when someone sits and start working on a project and the part of the project where you are you gotta use your creativity side, creating graphic or things like that. Some people actually really get excited about that part of the project, and it brings more energy and alignment to what they really love doing. So when you take a, an overall project, it could be the implementation, the process, the steps, the meetings, the 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 status update is is what zap your energy. But there is one aspect of that project which could be the creativity side of 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 creating these things from scratch that could be the part where um, it actually fuel your energy the second one is active recovery while basically yoga and and, and breath work and walking alone uh, won't actually prevent burnout but physical relaxation and switching off psychologically are the key to sustaining energy level reducing fatigue and nurturing creativity and enhancing emotional intelligence. You need to shut down. You need to become more active in the sense, uh, not to an exhaustion, but active in a sense that bring you more relaxation and calm into the body. The third one is restorative sleep. Restorative sleep is basically your quali- quality of sleep that is vital to recover, um, to rec- vital to recover hormone balance, brain function and memory when we don't sleep enough hours and d- take risk our f- our brain function and memory it it actually deteriorate over time because for when you go over time months not just weeks months years that you have terrible or sleep habits over time that affect your brain function and your memory Consistent quality sleep creates a buffer against ongoing daily life stressor. You need that, and and the daily life it's a buffer against the daily life stressors, and the risk of burnout. This means switching off devices. The same thing. I don't think you haven't heard this before. Switching on this off devices thirty minutes before bedtime, aiming. Aiming, you know, for seven to eight hours a night, keeping your bedroom dark and cool and consistent sleep and wake time helps. So routine, consistent sleep, few hours aiming uh, for as much as you can take for, you know, sleep hours. Even if you create a ritual and a routine before bedtime would help because you're telling your body, you're prepping it and you're telling it, this is the ritual that you do every night before you go into sleep, you know, prepping yourself um, to, for rest and sleep. The physiological capacity, which is the optimal capacity, the optimal physiological capacity refer to the body's ability to have reserves, And adapt in a range of situation, especially in response to challenging tasks or stressful time. Physical activity enhances cognitive flexibility, boost energy level, reduce chronic chronic fatigue, boost mood, increase social cohesiveness, and reduce symptoms of mild depression. All buffers against future burnout. So being able to create and build this into your life to, to actually give you that capacity and the bandwidth to respond to challenging tasks or stressful time, physical activity is important. It enhances it, whether you be walking, whether you, again, doing yoga or exercise or whatever it is that helps you uh, build those internal tools to be able to carry on and reduce burnout. The last one, which is social connectedness, flourishing relationship and connection with the community are fundamental to pleasure, meaning, and fulfillment in life. We are social beings who need both support and connection. We're hardwired for that. Quality time with those we love and we like and we respect, provide a buffer from work stresses, re-energizes you and gives you the support and the stability to navigate tricky patches. So social connectedness, you a night out uh, with friends, meeting friends for coffee, dinner, connecting with your loved ones, you know, your extended family, gathering for holidays, whatever this may be, that helps fill fulfill your fill your cup and give you that social connectedness. And obviously, the social connectedness piece is not just connecting with people for the sake of it, so you can check mark this box, but connected connecting with people that cares about you, that serve um, serve you well in life, that that they mean something to you. And so recapping these five areas, purpose alignment, active recovery, restorative sleep, physiological capacity, and social connectedness, when you build those into your life, it's it, it, the idea or the intention behind it is to be able to support you with future benefits burnout, to reduce future burnout. My final thoughts is thank you so much uh, for joining me on this session. I hope the discussion and tips was was helpful to you on how to approach burnout on a personal and professional level. As always, you make the journey worthwhile. May you be healthy and well. Back to you then.
0: Well, thanks, Amal, and thank you very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandito.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. With that said, stay tuned for our next episode. And from Amal and myself, thanks again, and talk to you soon.